0: Hey, moving forward, listeners. I'm excited to announce that the audiobook edition of the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available on Audible and Apple Audiobooks. In this book, I'll show you how to create a side business on Poshmark from your closet or expand an existing retail business using this innovative e commerce solution. The audio edition comes with a companion document that contains all of the photos, worksheets, and exercises from the print version, making this an immersive and interactive learning tool. If you're not already an Audible member, you can try it out for free and get this title with it through my affiliate link, which is available at bemovingforward.com, in quick links within the show notes for this episode, and in my link tree. The Poshmark Guide is also available in paperback and for Kindle. Start learning. Moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 418. I hope everyone is having a great week. And just to catch you up, if you've been following the podcast over the last couple of weeks, episodes 417 and 416 were postscripts. To the podcasting mini series that I did last year, covering things such as monetization, ad placements, thinking of your podcast episodes as building blocks, as well as listener engagement, different ways you can engage with your listeners. So, and then overall, under the umbrella of what are the tangible and intangible benefits of doing a podcast, those episodes, the write ups are on the website at bemovingforward.com. They're also incorporated into the podcasting in 2022 miniseries, which I guess is now the podcasting in 2022-23 miniseries. So you can find those episodes there. And just as a reminder, for those of you who are new uh, to the podcast, welcome. And uh, I'd like to just remind listeners, especially those who are brand new, those who have just discovered this podcast, there's no particular listening order. However, Certain episodes are part of a collection, so just be aware of that. You can see that from the titles. You can see that from the collection pages, which are available at bemovingforward.com. And also, just uh, as an FYI, I released a new trailer from Moving Forward. So this is something that has become more prevalent, I think, over the last couple of years, is that podcasts now have the ability to release a trailer, a teaser, a one- to two-minute uh, preview or explanation or introduction to the podcast. That's typically episode 0, uh we uh, or episode 0 or episode 1. And so there's a new one that I just updated about a week or two ago. And that kind of gives you the background. So if you're looking for a roadmap to the podcast, if you will, uh, I always uh, add one at the beginning of episodes every now and then. But you can listen to the trailer now, which is about less than two minutes. That'll give you a nice introduction to the podcast. And you can find that on any major podcast platform that Moving Forward streams to. That's just going to be episode zero, zero, zero. All right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. I've got a couple of random musings and thoughts Uh and I wanted to share this with you. And that's one of the benefits of having a podcast in which I cover a lot of different topics. I've talked about it on the podcast mini-series for those of you who've been listening to that, if I were doing moving forward today, I would niche it, be much more topic specific. But since moving forward is a broad show and I'm already knee deep into it, I do like that I can be flexible. I can cover different topics. And today... I'm going to take a little bit of a break from covering any particular mini-series. I do have a Poshmark tip that I'm going to share in the second half of the episode, but today I actually wanted to share just recently about a week ago, uh, I went to a wedding and uh, it was a a couple that I know through one of my grad school classmates, you know, I met met them through her and then we've been friends, you know, for the last couple of years And it was a really nice wedding. It was actually at a very nice uh, hotel in York, Pennsylvania, which has just been renovated. The wedding was beautiful. I mean, the the couple looked wonderful. They were just picture perfect. Everyone had a great time, wonderful food, wonderful atmosphere. But, you know, this was something I was thinking about. (laughs) This particular wedding, which again, was about a week and a half ago at the tail end of February was actually supposed to happen in October. It has it had gotten postponed twice. It had actually originally been scheduled for uh, late October in 2022, last year. It got moved to December, and then it got moved again to February. And just a little bit of why that was, there were a variety of issues, some of which were pandemic-related. Um, the hotel was under renovation, and it was originally scheduled to be ready by, I think, uh, late summer, and because of delays, uh, the hotel wasn't ready in time for October, so the couple had to scramble. Uh, Literally, they reached out to all of the guests who had RSVP'd and and let them know uh, by phone, by text, by Facebook Messenger, what have you, any communication channel that the wedding had been postponed. It got postponed to December, and then had to be postponed again because of a supply chain issue the having to do with the food that was supposed to be delivered for the wedding, just wasn't available. There was a number of shortages running, and we're still kind of facing that these days, as you you know may have noticed in your grocery aisle or following the headlines. So they had to move it again to February, and I remember uh, getting that message from from the groom specifically uh, when they had to postpone it, and then they had to postpone it again, and. The way this couple handled it was as well as I think anybody could have under the, these circumstances. I mean, think about that. Having to postpone your wedding once is already stressful enough. Having to postpone it twice, I can't even imagine the amount of strain that would put on a couple that's planning a wedding. Something as, as big as a wedding. And the wedding was beautiful. So obviously a lot of time and thought and and planning went into it and where am am I going with this? If you hadn't known, or if I hadn't known that the wedding had been postponed twice, and I just went to the wedding a week and a half ago, I wouldn't have known about the behind the scenes. I wouldn't have known of any of the hardships or obstacles that led up to that day, because the day of the wedding was beautiful. It was pretty much everything went off without a hitch. The bride and groom were just lovely they were picture perfect they were happy all the toasts and the speeches and the people who were there you could tell that this is a couple that is very much beloved by their friends and family you know although uh, I consider them friends I don't know them as well as uh my friend does but in the times that we've all gotten together they've been part of the friends giving crew you know when when we've had those in the past they've always been just kind of rock solid. And it just kind of put things into perspective. You know, whenever you go to an event, whenever you see a happy moment, whether it's posted on social media where you're going to a happy occasion, it's a reminder that you never know the struggle or the obstacles it may take to get to that day. Because the day of everything was great. And sometimes you know, there are life occasions, there are curveballs such that there might be challenges on the day of. But I think this couple had had more than their fair share. So it worked out in the balance that their day, by the time we got there, uh, by the time that they had the third time's a charm, everything went went off without a hitch. But it's a reminder that no matter how perfect something looks, And we see this all the time on social media. I mean, we all know that if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook or what have you, oftentimes if you see someone else and it looks like they're having a better time or a better life, that's a carefully curated image from a split second. And uh, a, a photograph, you know, a photograph or a post only captures a sliver of what's going on in a person's life. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. There may be a lot of struggle. There may be a lot of obstacles. The person may be going through a lot. They may have had a lot of hoops to jump through to get to that special moment. And for this couple, they deserve all the happiness in the world. And it also kind of put into perspective, you could look at it in one of two ways. When they had to postpone the wedding in October and December, we all thought the same thing. I mean, my gosh. My gosh. This couple doesn't deserve to be going through all of this they're they're wonderful they they've been planning this for a long time, and we all felt really bad for them we 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 were we felt all the sympathy and empathy in the world, but the way they handled it and the fact that on the day of the wedding and you could hear this from the the groomsmen and the bridesmaid speeches, they could make light of it and as time goes on, or even now, they can look back at all those things and that's part of their story. And that's an incredible story that they'll have with them for the rest of their lives. And it's a cool story too. It's, it's, in one way, you could look at it as well. They had a bad run of luck last fall and they did. You know, They, they didn't deserve to go through all of that hardship and all of those obstacles. But on the other hand... They've already weathered a lot of storms, and it's a testament to their relationship, the fact that they were able to weather it together individually, but also as a couple. They're already, I think, starting off on the right foot because they've weathered a major storm together <laughs> leading up to their day. For for a lot of couples, you know, there's that honeymoon period, there's that engagement period, there's the wedding where things are running rel- relatively smoothly, but everyone, every individual, every couple is going to have those obstacles in life that that come their way. But they've already dealt with a number of those. And that's the cool part. It It, it just kind of puts into perspective that we weren't just there to celebrate their nuptials and their actual, you know, joining their union. But to celebrate them as a couple and to celebrate... Their perseverance, their poise, the the fortitude they have, and just the the spirit not to give up and to weather all of those obstacles to get to that day, and that's something I think everyone in that room, uh, I think everyone felt that. I think everyone could sense that, and uh, I don't know how many people were able to come based off of the original RSVP because that's the other side of it. For me, it wasn't that long of a drive and I wasn't staying at the hotel just because of my schedule. I was uh, only going to be there for the actual wedding, but there were people who had scheduled to stay there overnight or who had scheduled plane flights. I'm sure that must have been an added stressor, not only for the people who had to rearrange their... um, rsvps but for the couple as well because they you know obviously it's a lot to to put on them to have to be the bearer of bad news and um but judging by the number of people who were there i'm guessing that most of the people who had originally rsvp'd were there and that's a testament also to the couple because it was a full house it was a very nice wedding Um, but that's just to say again Everyone was there. No one was complaining. I didn't hear any complaints or anything about uh, we had to postpone this, you know, X number of times. I had to rearrange my flight schedule, my hotel schedule. Everyone was just there to celebrate the couple. And I think it was a testament to them. And uh, it this was something top of mind that I wanted to share with you that, again, it's a reminder. You never know what's going on behind the scenes, the hardships, the obstacles, the work, the hoops that someone may have to jump through to be able to share a very special moment with you. And I think that is a good reminder to all of us to kind of put, you know, things in perspective. And it did for a lot of us. You know, know, my um, business school classmate and I actually were on a text chain with a couple of us. We would remind ourselves sometimes that, you know, no matter what difficulties we're going through, that our friends are also dealing with a very difficult time. And again, I, unless you've been in those shoes, it's really hard to imagine because what we're seeing is the communication of we have to unfortunately postpone the wedding twice. Obviously, that's going to cause some inconvenience for, for the guests. But the fact of the matter is we don't fully understand the amount of stress and strain that the couple had to go through. And it's, you know, even listening to them share that story, unless you've been through something like that, but that's something that they have and they've been able to weather and they persevered and it was a wonderful day. They have a wonderful story, a story that will last them their entire lives and uh, it makes it all the more memorable. So again, that's just a thought I want to share with you a little bit of kind of uh, perspective, and it it definitely was something that i thought about a lot both on the drive up and the drive back lovely wedding um but a a reminder that sometimes there there can be a lot of there there can be a lot of things behind the scenes leading up to to that special day and and so remind yourself of that if you feel like you're going through a difficult time just know that everyone has obstacles everyone has things setbacks that they're dealing with if you see that carefully curated instagram post and you're thinking oh my gosh that person has a better life than i do remind yourself no one's life is picture perfect there's always something that everyone is dealing with stuff and you don't always see that uh and like i said if if i hadn't known if i had just you know gone to that wedding without knowing any of the uh, back history, I would have never have guessed that this couple went through so much to get to that day. And so it, it just gives you a greater sense of perspective and appreciation. Anyway, that was Top of Mind. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, I'm going to cover an advanced tip on Poshmark, one that uh, I came across and I wanted to share with you a best practice and a tech tip of the week. Hey, moving forward, listeners. I've talked about on the Poshmark mini series how staying organized and knowing your negotiating guidelines are key to running a successful business on Poshmark. That's why I've developed the Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses, a journal containing worksheets for inventory management and establishing negotiating guideposts for your listings. Included are sample worksheets that are filled out as examples to help new and experienced Poshmark sellers. It's available now on Amazon or you can find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. If you want to learn more about starting a business on Poshmark, I've also written a book, The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, which is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook versions. Stay organized with The Poshmark Seller Journal and start moving forward today. All right, so... Uh, I wanted to share a Poshmark tip, and um, this is something that recently occurred to me, and I've, I've talked about this on the po- uh, Poshmark mini series. I talk about this in my book. One of the, the aspects of the app that I do really, really appreciate, and as I talked about, I have a chapter that kind of covers this in the book, one of the difficulties that we ran into with other e-commerce platforms was the ability to list size variations, So uh, for a clothing boutique, and just for those of you who aren't familiar with my Poshmark story, uh, my dad has a a retail business. And over the last couple of years, I've helped him expand his business and weather the last couple of years with the pandemic with growing his online business. And part of that entailed finding the right e-commerce platform. One of the challenges we ran into was... The ability to list an item with multiple size variations, which you would think would be a fairly straightforward thing to do, but believe it or not, that was one of the biggest pain points with almost every platform that we used prior to Poshmark. Once we got onto Poshmark, you could tell that this app was tailor-made for someone selling clothes because they make it very easy. When you list an item, you can do single, one-off items, or multiple and then once you choose multiple, you can choose size variations and quantity. They made it as straightforward as possible. It's, it's about as perfect a contraption or mousetrap, if you will, for listing size variations. It's exactly what I needed that was missing from most e-commerce platforms that weren't specifically designed for clothing. But um, uh, where, where I'm going with this is that it was one of the biggest time savers for us. However... I want to share this because this is getting a little more advanced. When it comes to something like wedding gowns, and we had a particular wedding gown with several size variations. So what we would do is just to kind of take you through the process, just skeletal short summary. You list one version of the item. So you, you use a mannequin or a model, take photos of one item that represents the, all of them. So in other words, let's say I have a, um, a a number of different sizes for this gown. And we did. We had like a 2, a 4, a 12, a 14. The way the listing process works is that you pick one of them. You take the photos because they're all identical. The only variation is in the size. You create the listing and then you list out the size variations. Well, we had a particular customer who was interested in this wedding gown. And she was specifically interested in the size 12 and she had some specific questions about sizing and that sort of thing and i wanted to make sure because a wedding gown unlike buying other items a wedding gown is a really big purchase speaking of weddings i talked about a a wedding at the first half of this uh, episode Uh, but a wedding gown is obviously a really really important purchase it's a very it's it's not something to be taken lightly and As I've talked about on past episodes, as I I talk about on the book, I've been extremely pleasantly surprised, and credit to my dad. He's the one who came up with this idea, that we've been able to actually sell wedding gowns online. When we started this business, we mostly focused on a lot of standard items, you know, bridesmaids dresses, prom dresses, uh, you know, shoes and handbags, those, those sort of sorts of things. I didn't think, once we were about a year or two into it, he wanted to expand out and see if we could list wedding gowns and see if we would get any traction with that. I was a skeptic. I didn't think there was any way someone would want to buy a wedding gown uh, online, much less on Poshmark. But to my surprise, we've been actually able to sell quite a few. and, And those are some of the most interesting and exciting transactions to be a part of because... You're not just selling a garment, you're selling part of a really special day for someone. And so this particular person was interested in one of the wedding gowns we had listed, specifically a in a specific size, like a 12 or a 14. And she had a lot of questions. So one of the things that I, I did was I communicated to her, okay, if you like, first of all, here are the measurements, but I wanted to go a little further than that I said, If you like, I can create a separate listing with the specific garment because the listing itself just used one of the sizes as an an example uh, to represent this particular wedding gown. And and she was actually really polite. She said, no, you don't have to do that. And I said, no, this is an important purchase. This is something, you know, we want to make sure that you have as much information as possible. So I'll take you through the, the steps of what I did. Basically, what I, the first thing I did was I took that particular size down from the main listing because I didn't want it double listed. And then I went into edit listing and there's an option to duplicate a listing. And it's just a, a copy and paste of, of a listing you already have that fills in pretty much all of the same information and carries over the photos. So I created a duplicate listing and what I did was I went through and I Uh, worked with my dad, we actually put the specific size gown, this would have been the actual one that she would have purchased, onto a mannequin. We did a photo shoot and I also incorporated video because back when we had actually listed this gown, video was not available. So this one didn't have a video with it. So I was able to create all of that. I replaced all of the photos from the original listing in the duplicate with new ones, added a video, also added the details of the sizing because she had specifically asked about that created that listing and put it into her bundle and she was very appreciative of that so i wanted to share that this is kind of an advanced poshmark tip if you get to this point and you know some of you may be really really investing your time and energy into growing this business but i think it's worth it to take those kinds of extra steps if you have a high end garment and sometimes you may have multiples of it in your in your uh, closet, such such that you have one listing with multiple sizes. Sometimes it's worth it to go through the extra steps to create a separate listing for a specific item that the person, potential customer, is interested in, just to give them as much detail as possible. It's it's about as close as it's about as close as replicating the experience of the person coming in and trying on the gown because obviously this, this customer is far away and that's not practical. So this is about as close as you can get virtually to showcasing a very specific item out of a line of items that you may have if you have a number of them. And I recommend this is not a bad idea to do if, if it, we're talking about a very high-end or expensive item. You don't have to do this with all of them. Uh, you know, if it's just a standard dress, it's not something I would I would probably do. But for something like a wedding gown, I think it's worth it to take those extra steps. Now, it's not going to guarantee a sale and nor do we ever pressure any customers or make them feel obligated to, to make a purchase. This is just simply providing that information. And so now we have uh technically two listings for this wedding gown one is of a very specific size the other is the standard one with uh, whatever the remaining sizes are so I just wanted to share that with you this is something you could do by duplicating the listing replacing the photos and then again I added a video to it it didn't take very long either I think it took more time to get the gown on the mannequin than it did to actually create a new listing because once you duplicate it, it's just a matter of snapping new photos creating a video, which I've talked about on past episodes, can be done very quickly. All right, so that's my Poshmark tip for the week. All right, I'm gonna share a tech tip to conclude today's episode. My library just released its own native app, which I absolutely love. Uh, so the mobile app for my library, typically what I do is I have on my browser, on my mobile browser, the website of the library bookmarked, and I go in there and i use that to reserve books or look up whatever's in uh whatever happens to be available at a particular time i'll use the app where i'll use the website at both at home or when i'm out or even while i'm at the library itself It takes. It's the equivalent of going to one of the standalone kiosks or computers and looking something up. Sometimes it's just easier to do it on my phone. My library actually just released a mobile app that basically does the same thing. It's really great. So now I can reserve books. I can look them up. And I wanted to share this because my library, I follow them on social media. They announce it on Instagram. And someone asked a really great question. What's the difference between this and Libby? And I've talked about apps like Libby, Hoopla, and more recently Canopy. They're all kind of in conjunction with one another. And the the library explained it very well. So the library app is just kind of like a central hub if you wanna look up physical books. They do also have the ability to check out, I think, uh, ebooks and audiobooks. Libby is specifically for audiobooks and ebooks. And if you wanna uh if you have a Kindle app on your mobile device or a kindle device you can actually have it beamed over to your kindle which is great i've talked about this on past episodes hoopla is an expanded catalog you'll you'll find a lot more rare titles in in uh, e-copy audiobooks i've found things on hoopla that i don't find on on libby especially older titles and hoopla is more designated in terms of additional media such as things like comic books graphic novels Uh, videos like movies and TV shows, documentaries. They even have access to subscription-based materials as well. You can find a lot of that on Hoopla. And then more recently, I talked about Canopy, which is more video-focused. So if you're really looking for movies, TV shows, documentaries, that sort of thing, you'll find a lot of that on Canopy beyond Hoopla. You know, would it be easier if everything was all on one app? Yes, but I think it's great. That we have access to so many materials, even if it requires multiple apps. So the library app is more just for the general services of the library. You can reserve physical books or media to pick up from the library, but it's also great to see announcements. Um, and, you know, and I, whenever I go to the library, they have a newsletter that I pick up. It just kind of gives you a month in it, uh, at a glance as to what's coming up. But that's also on the on the app. So. My tech tip for you this week is just a reminder that your library, your local library, has a lot of resources available to you. So check to see if they have an app. If they have an app, it's probably worth downloading, you know, and uh, use that as a way to supplement the, your use of the library. And I've talked about other apps like Libby, Hoopla, and Canopy. So I have all of these apps. They're all great. And, and. I use them for different purposes, but they all are part of my expanded use of the library. The library, I love. First of all, I love going to the library as as a physical location, but having access to all of these materials at my fingertips really just I get a full experience. And there's so many great resources that I get out of that. So. All right. uh, The write-up for today's episode will be at BeMovingForward.com. Hope you're having a great week. Have a great weekend, and I'll be back next week. You can find the write-up for today's episode at BeMovingForward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.